So here we are, episode two of the Bad Physics Podcast. We made it. We yes, did it. Yes. Back. It took a minute. But we're here, and that's what counts. Uh, I'm back again. My I'm here with myself, Rachel Meyer, and Donald Harris. And we're bringing you some new gaming news. A lot of stuff has happened since we last talked, guys. Um, first and foremost, the biggest thing I think that was on the chopping block since the last time we talked was uh, Kojima leaving Konami or taking a vacation or... Or just not you know. showing up to work. You know. <laughs> just, just pulling an office space and just not feeling like coming in. Who knows? You know, it's one of those. It's one of those times where the media, or not the media per se, but the, the PR firms for Konami needs to be like at hard at work. Like, hey, we need to control the messaging. What's going on here? Uh, has anyone even seen Kojima? What's you know? No, 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 no. He's on vacation. A lot yeah, of yeah. It's been so strange too because it's like. There's there's talk of like oh his name is getting taken off all of the Phantom Pain stuff, but he's still you know devoting all of his time and energy to Phantom Pain. Mm, I yeah. question. <laughs> it's you know it's and he's wow man I can't remember offhand but I know it was twenty plus years of employment at Konami. Yeah, yeah, so, something ridiculous. Like basically Konami exists because of. Well, so I'm not even touching upon that. I'm just touching upon that relationship that, you know, after 20 plus years, if you're going to leave the company that you're working for, it wasn't because of a, oh, there was no coffee cups. I quit. (laughs) Slams the coffee machine over. It was was probably (laughs) something. (laughs) I guarantee you it's something big that we have yet to fully know and learn all the details to. That's that's my feeling, at least. Yeah, I assume bombs will be dropping. Bombs will be dropping over the holiday season. Yep. <laughs> yep. The uh, other next. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I was actually going to segue <laughs> into the into the next thing. Yeah, yeah, nah, not a problem. <laughs> the uh, the whole Activision buying uh, King. When yeah. I when I saw that, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> Is this a yoke? Are you yoking me? Yeah. yeah. In I don't know, like, from a business standpoint, <clears throat> I understand that King and their main game, Candy Crush and Candy Crush Soda or something like that, um, is cranking out the money. But when you look at it, and actually, I think about three days after that announcement of that purchase, King had said their revenue uh, was down. So, you know, it's like when you... Wow. When I, yeah, when I looked at that, I was like, they're not going to grow that much. That game is constantly losing uh, popularity. It's not like it was back, you know, maybe a year or two ago where it was just cranking out the money. I'm sure it still is, but I can't see, I don't understand the full mindset there on Activision's part and why they bought that company. Yeah. Yeah. It was odd because I mean, Candy, uh, not Candy Crush, but King put out other things after Candy Crush that were definitely not hits they were sort of lead balloons there that that didn't take off the way candy crush did and i honestly was amazed that candy crush took off the way it did because i feel like i had seen that 20 million times already when it came out but whatever but my my like uh interest in this whole story is just like what does that mean for mobile gaming i know there are these there there are mobile games that are going more in a direction of a really in-depth gaming experience. But when you have a powerhouse like Activision Blizzard behind you, 
Like, that could get some seriously great in-depth stories on mobile gaming going. Like, I, I imagine something along, like, the the Walking Dead that came out, uh, you know, the, the series, not um, the oh, right. video game based on the show, but mm-hmm. Walking Dead that came out as chapters. Like, that as a mobile game, I, I mean, I could see something of that caliber coming from them, so I'm really interested to see where uh, they take this. So what you're saying is Activision Blizzard did the whole buying of the experience, not necessarily buying because they wanted the Candy Crush money. They wanted yeah. the experienced developers. Now they're going to... Activision is going to come in with their leadership and say, hey, here's how you make an engaging game. You guys yeah. know how to make it on mobile. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. Because I'm hoping that they... <clears throat> yeah, I'm hoping that they bought King for... All sort of brand recognition with people who aren't gamers because a lot of mobile gamers aren't gamer gamers, and so putting you know Activision on something may not mean as much to them as putting King or Zynga on something that they already trust these names to have great content. And now you've got your foot in the door for a mobile gaming platform that's already successful. Yeah, right on. I like it. I didn't. I didn't think about that. Good point. Your fingers crossed. I'm dreaming big over here. We can hope. We can hope. <laughs> Another um, really crazy and, uh, you know, relevant to us because the, the way I first got involved with you was, was Gamergate uh, back in the day. And now we've got South by Southwest canceling two of their panels. Um, I believe they were called, let's see, it was the Save Point, a discussion on the gaming community and leveled up overcoming harassment in games. Those two panels have been canceled because of violence, uh, violent threats. Related because they got harassed. Hmm? The, the panel on harassment got harassed into canceling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. I know. I was like, I mean, I think I saw that one coming, but that's, I mean, that's not good. I just, I had a guess that, you know, any sort of harassment panel may, may get trolled, but like violently trolled, which is not cool. <laughs> you know, uh, I try and avoid talking too much about Gamergate. Um, in fact, I had someone reach out to me to ask me some comments and, or to make some comments on Gamergate. And I actually went and uh, touched base with uh, some key figures who are very vocal on Gamergate and very vocal in the news media. Um, and it, honestly, I asked them for pointers on how I should present my views and, and um, you know... I was really nervous about it. I, did, I don't know if I actually ex- expressed that piece to you, but I was actually really nervous about that. Right on, yeah. Um, my thing, you know, and again, this is actually in our backyard too, South by Southwest. Um, it is, it's unfortunate. It's a, it's a sad situation. And I think they ended up reinstating one of the, um, one of the, one of the panels, if not okay. both of them. But the, th- okay. the thing I look at it from South by Southwest's standpoint, <clears throat> and I don't know if I'm playing devil's advocate here, is they are a business, right? Mm-hmm. And if my, if I'm running that business and I know hundreds of thousands of people are going to be coming into my doors and someone says, hey, I'm going to blow those doors up, I don't want anybody here. I'm going to take yeah. a responsible step and say, hey, you know what? It may be a hoax. It may be a lie. But what if it's not? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Err on the side of caution. For yeah. Sure. And I think 
I think what angered me when I saw this this news uh, post and I I read the comments. Um, what what got to me is that everybody was like, "Oh, South by Southwest, you suck!" Oh, South by Southwest, you're playing into the hand of Gamergate. And I'm just like, guys, think about responsibility. Think about the business. They they have to be a business at the end of the day. They have to make yeah. money and they have to keep people safe. Well, yeah, and 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 if anybody had, I mean, I agree or not agree, but I understand where they're coming from. That like, you know, the only way that we have a discussion and that we get through uh, these harassment issues is to not let the bullies stop us, shut us down, that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, like real human lives are at risk here. This isn't like a Google chat that we have to cancel because people were, you know, whatever, spamming it with random virus crap or something. It's like real life stuff, guys. Like unless you have an amazing way to, figure out who who's making these threats and stop them, which you can't really do without really doing some questionable uh, security hacking type thing. Um, yeah, unless you have like a fantastic answer of how to keep people safe. At the end of the day, keeping people safe is much more important. Yep. Yes, ma'am. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But, uh, hopefully, I hope you're right that they are reinstating both of those panels. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll try and get out there myself. So we'll see. Yeah. Now, did you get a, get your hands on any of that the Nuka Cola? The I don't know if you saw the article, the, the Fallout Four Nuka Cola. No, no, I didn't, and I, uh, I I had a rage fit over that because I, I I saw the Nuka Cola press release a while back and was stoked. I thought it was genius. Uh, like in all honesty, if Jones made every single one of their sodas, you know, related to Fallout in some way. I would get diabetes tomorrow. Like <laughs> I, I will drink them all day because they're delicious already. And now they say Nuka Cola on them. Like, I'm, yes, absolutely. But uh, as you may or may not know, fandom audience buddies out there, uh, there was a whole issue with the Quantum Cola release at Target that uh, not only did they release like two crates at each Target, which is just silly just but two? they released them without any sort of like restrictions on how many bottles <clears throat> per person um and so what ended up happening at some targets now to be fair to target that you know i'm sure this could have been one target and it got blown up into like yeah. every target did this but uh some some of the employees were putting them on hold for themselves and basically bought out the supply before it was even released um i will say on that note that as a former GameStop employee, uh, I'm not mad at all at the Target employees if that's what they did because retail is rough and the one shining beacon of hope that you have working retail is sometimes you get sweet access to cool stuff before other people do. So I'm not, I mean, I think this was a failing on Jones Soda's uh, part of just not not understanding that when you pair with someone like Fallout, it, it's going to be It's going to be huge. It's going to be yeah. Insanely huge, yeah. Now, are they? I don't know if they're making any more, but I would assume they. Yeah, they've talked about. You know, they've given kind of their vague PR statement of like we're gonna address this issue, which uh, I think a couple you know gaming forums have speculated may mean we're gonna release more Nuka Cola or we're gonna do a more controlled release of small quantities where you know it's. <laughs> I'm just laughing to myself. It's it's lockboxed or something, and you have to like 
nice. stand in line and scan your ID for your one Nuka Cola you may have. I don't know, but they they've hinted that they're going to do something about it. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> now, speaking of Fallout Four, <clears throat> have you now? Now, w- let me preface this question with a little <laughs> bit of background. I understand that you have been busy. This is. You know, and I have been busy. My my main job, my day job, has kept me pretty darn busy, and it's hence the reason why this is almost what two weeks late on recording this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, with that bit of understanding, have you had a chance to play Fallout Four yet? I haven't. I have not, and I'm crushed. I had a, a what can only be called a debacle. Uh oh. Here we go. Story time. As it were. Um, I pre-ordered the Pip-Boy edition for my boyfriend months and months and months ago. Uh, mostly I I got it as a gift for his birthday, but really it's a gift to myself. (laughs) Um, And I was stoked on it. We're so excited. We're waiting. And I'd never pre-ordered online to be shipped to my house before I'd only pre-ordered in store. Well, the game comes out on the 10th and I look at my order and it says it's not shipped. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe they can't ship till the day it releases. So I wait two days and I'm like, all right, certainly it should have shipped by now. It hasn't. I call GameStop. I'm on hold for like an hour. And they tell me that my credit card, which had expired by the time the game released, but had been current when I ordered oh, it, no. uh, didn't go through. And they're like, so we can't. We just canceled your order. They didn't email me or tell me anything. Oh, they just gosh. canceled it. And I turned into a five-headed fire-breathing dragon. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. (laughs) And the sweet woman on the phone who may have not ever played a game in her life was just like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And I felt a little bad for a second, but not too bad. So they fixed it, quotes, air quotes here. They fixed it by sending me an Xbox One version, um, which was hilarious. And I freaked out on them again the next day and was like, "You, you have to find the PS4 version. So... Hopefully, you know, gaming gods willing, that will be here tomorrow or Tuesday. Um, we, we can dream, and I'll finally get to. I probably won't even get to play. In all honesty, Jake will probably play, and I'll right. watch. But. I will. I will make you a deal. <clears throat> if yours comes tomorrow, shoot me a text. I will download it on my Xbox One. I just I haven't even had the chance to download it. Like my wife was telling me, like. Uh, I think your game came out like a couple days ago. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I (laughs) I haven't bought it yet. Like even my wife is like, she, she's a, it's weird. Again, my wife will sit there and watch me play. So that's, that's her thing. She just wants it to to watch. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I will, I will hunker down. If you get your copy tomorrow, I will get my copy as well. And and next time we record, we'll have some uh, gaming moments in that game. Yeah, we will just only talk about Fallout, which is my dream podcast. Like, if every podcast I listen to is just a discussion of Fallout, I'd be okay with that. My vacation days would be Mass Effect and Borderlands, and we'd be good. There you go. That's that's your entire life. <laughs> that's my life right there. <laughs> so, now, did you, uh, again, with everybody being busy, I know that we were trying to get uh, Hillary Craven from Solar yes. Crusaders. Yes, we were. We were and we did. Um, I did get a chance to sit down and talk with Hillary. She is like the nicest person ever. Super sweet, super tolerant of uh, (laughs) the struggle of having a video chat from Poland to the U.S. So she she was awesome. Really enjoyed talking to her and got a really great interview too. All right. Well, let's hear it. 
right, guys, I'm so excited today. I've got Hillary Craven here uh, working on Solar Crusaders, which is an amazing 4X uh, space exploration game complete with economies and ship battles and colonization, all of your favorite aspects of any sort of 4X game. Um, we're really excited to have her. Hillary's coming to us from Poland. Uh, we're so, so excuse if any sound quality comes in or out. <laughs> uh, we'll do our best to... to Make sure to fix all of that in the editing process for you. But Hillary, just wanted to say we're really excited to have you on, and thank you for taking the time to talk to us. If you want to give us a brief overview of Solar Crusaders, that would be awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm very excited to be here and to talk to you about Solar Crusaders, which is a multiplayer web-based strategy game which has a top-down feel and takes place in a sandbox universe. Uh, one interesting aspect about it is um, our AI system that we're trying to make very unique and tying in different aspects of our favorite games. Very cool. So so as far as like inspiration for Solar Crusaders, did you have any particular games you were looking at or any like from childhood you really loved this game and you know and wanted to bring it into the 21st century? <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. I would say that I'm a huge Civilizations fan. Absolutely. So I would say my aspects of different design comes in from Civilization, but the main inspiration would be a combination between EVE and FTL. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, Civilization. Amazing game. And I, oh. I saw you guys, you know, brief videos and I was like, yep, yep, totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a couple questions for you because you guys have kind of a, an interesting history as far as Kickstarter and then moving over into Steam. Um, I know that with the Kickstarter, you guys didn't technically reach your funding goal, but I, I don't think it'd be fair to call, say that your Kickstarter <laughs> failed, as I think it created like a really amazing fan base for you guys, and it really helped to get your name out into the ether. So, as uh, as some of our indie developers may be wondering, can you give us a you know a view into what aspects of Kickstarter you felt were successful, and if there was anything you would do differently a second time around? Sure, of course. So, just like you said, we don't view our Kickstarter as a failure, even though it didn't meet its actual like financial goal. For us, the Kickstarter was more about gauging the interest for the game. If we made this game, would there be other people who would want to play the game with us? And we felt we were truly successful in that goal. We had a lot of backers that showed their amazing support. You've seen them transfer over to kind of following you on the blog as well? Yes, exactly. And we've now opened... Um, our tech demo, and so we've seen people come over and are actually there and watching it, which is really awesome. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's a great uh, takeaway from you know from starting a Kickstarter and, and and really getting to talk to your fans. It's a nice like open forum to kind of gauge, like you're saying, gauge interest. Was there yeah. anything you would have changed with your Kickstarter, or was it just kind of more of an interest gauging thing and not as much like, hey, we're really trying to get a ton of funding through Kickstarter? Yeah. <laughs> So basically, my kind of take on Kickstarter is that it was initially built for like your indie idea, but it kind of has evolved into a platform where you sell your close-to-finished product, which we, yeah. of course, didn't have. Uh, so we were kind of debating whether or not we should wait until we we're you know, almost done, like maybe at end of alpha, before we actually went to Kickstarter. That's where you're going to be like the most successful, is if you actually have a product that you can turn around and say, okay, you supported us, and then here's your alpha key. I totally agree with you. You had mentioned that Kickstarter is kind of a, a finished product 
selling point at this at this point in its evolution. And I was curious if there if you had found that there were any other similar sites like Indiegogo or anything that were better for selling a beginning idea rather than a finished product. Yeah, we had looked into Indiegogo. I think the main allure of Kickstarter is that it's supposed to bring you traffic, right? Mm -hmm. And we felt that Indiegogo may not be large enough to actually really be bringing you its own traffic. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah. therefore, the you know, if you're going to have to, you know, give a percentage of your funds that you raise to somebody, it might as well be somebody who's going to bring you something. Yeah, absolutely. That that makes a lot of sense. So, um, I had another question for you. More more game based questions at this point than than uh, you know building your business questions. Um, I love the idea of permadeath that you guys brought up in your kind of beginning sort of explanation of the game. And I thought it was so amazingly like funny and relevant yeah. that you're like, you can avoid permadeath through cloning and insurance. I thought that was like the greatest yeah. way to phrase that and sell that idea. Um, and I was curious if the idea of like avoiding a permadeath of these characters that you've spent a lot of time creating, if that came through like, uh, you know, you guys and you all were like, no, we really don't want to lose these characters. Or if that was a fan feedback thing. Um, so it's, it's a personal thing. It's a, it's a very strong personal thing for me uh, <laughs> because I feel as though when you spend time you know, in a world building, spending your own time and resources to build something that you want to play with, and then it just disappears because somebody who's like a bajillion levels, you know, above you just comes in and just murders Stomps you. you yeah. It's hard to pick up again, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, these characters, uh, looking at the gameplay, looks like you get pretty in depth with creating each member of your crew. Yeah, and we want it to be expendable. Like, we we want, um, ideally this game is a game that you play with your friends for maybe years. And in that aspect, we can't have it where you just lose everything and then it's going to be depressing to start all over again. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was one thing with Daisy for me that I was just like, I don't know if I can sign on for this. Um, yeah. <laughs> the idea of losing all of my stuff just because someone come up, came up and ganked me, like, sounded awful so I was, I was really excited about the insurance option <laughs> yeah the insurance option and it makes it so that you can be more aggressive right when you know you have that backup you can be like all right whatever I'm just gonna go for this and if you die or if your ship gets blown up it's not that big of a deal you could still it's like it gets some more interesting gameplay I would say yeah I would, I would definitely agree with that um speaking of the very personalized crew that you have I was curious about the combat system um, because I know that, you know, you're exploring, you're colonizing different areas, but you kind of have your, as I understood it, like your main ship, your main fleet. And uh, I was curious, like when you leave these colonized areas and you're still having AI come and attack those areas, like do you base like win-loss of these attacks on areas you're not physically present in on uh, percentages or is there like a way that that area calls you and your crew comes back to defend it specifically. Like I was curious about the combat system. Yeah. So, um, one really fun aspect of kind of just barely entering our alpha is that we have a good idea on how we, we think the gameplay is going to work and how we're kind of shaping it. But what's awesome is that when we get in the alpha and if people don't like it, then we can just change it. But I can give you an overview of what we, what we're planning for. But basically we are, um, Looking at it where 
you so like you said, you have your ship and it's got your crew and you're off in a far distance exploring. And then you have your um, your your base or your colony. It's basically you're going to try to build protection around it, right? So mm-hmm. you're going to try to have maybe even a couple crew members still there protecting it. And um, ideally, if you're a beginner player, you're not going to build your base in a really dangerous area where you get attacked. Yeah. yeah. And then if you also another aspect of it is. You can use your friends or random strangers that you pay through whatever, you know, mining resources to guard your area when you're gone. So you're almost like a security system, but of actual other players. Very cool. So, yeah, so the idea at the end of the day is, like, get online with your friends, form alliances, or or new players. It doesn't have to be your friends, but you're forming these alliances that then you can kind of create a space police and, like, and watch exactly. your other colonies. We want it to be very uh, – we're spending a lot of time – making it trying to be as realistic as possible. Like we've done a lot of research on how economies work and how best to shape our economy and what we'll do to make it as realistic as possible. And that's what's fun about also sandbox universe is everyone's just kind of doing their thing and it's going to be a like exploring space in real life. I hope. <laughs> that sounds so awesome. I'm super excited for you guys to have this game come out. Um, and you had mentioned that the alpha is dropping soon. Did you have yes. any details you wanted to throw at us on that? So we're, it's, that's what's great about an indie team and also that we didn't make our Kickstarters. We don't actually have any hard deadlines that we have to make. Um, but we are thinking about what we want to include in the alpha in terms of how early do we want to have people have access to it versus how many features do we want available. But we're basically thinking end of November. I'm just be like, yeah. I'm just gonna be like, bye, family. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your your Christmas break. Oh, it's totally crusaders. <laughs> oh, it's so exciting. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to kind of let up let us into your world and give us a little bit of background on the game. Um, it's been a really big pleasure to talk with you, and thank you for making it through a few technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so no problem. Good. Thank you. We're stoked to have Hillary on, guys. Yeah, and it's Hillary Craven with Solar Crusaders. Check them out, solarcrusaders.com. We've got a lot of fun uh, updates on what's going on with the game. Alpha, hopefully, end of November. Um, Once again, thank you, Hillary. No problem. Thank you, Rachel. And we're back. Awesome. So now to sum things up, um, I didn't have any WTF gaming uh, gaming news or gaming moments. Um, did you have anything? Uh, honestly, the WTF moment was WTF. Why have I not been gaming? Yes. <laughs> so there was no singular moment. We, it was just sad, quick intervals of like Plague Inc. While I'm on break at work, that's the amount of gaming I've done. We need to stop being adults, and we need to just like, hey, look, responsibilities. Uh, no, adults are the worst, right? Yeah, this is. Uh, Swore I would never be one, and here I am. Here Working. we oh. are. This is Ugh. sad. And now to, to dovetail off of that, what I will say is one of my, so I got a little bit of gaming in and I've been playing a game called Elite Dangerous. <clears throat> and yeah. Yep. I know of this game. Do, have you played it? No, but I have heard. I've heard about it. Okay. It is so weird because I can't explain the game in a fun sense. It is really like, 
if I sit and I spend too much time thinking about the game, there's it, nothing fun about this game. It's really kind of boring. It's like I'm just eh, gliding through space and I'm shooting a thing, and then maybe I'm transporting some goods, but that's about it. But be that as it may, it, 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 to me, it's a really fun game. I don't know why. I really can't explain it. I guess it's almost like an Eve player, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. It, again, to referencing the Hillary interview, Eve's a great game. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, the the uh, the thing that happened to me is I was playing, and uh, I joined a group of players, and I started doing the voice chat on Xbox Live, and I can immediately tell that these people were not in their thirties. I'm a thirty-seven year old <laughs> man, right? that's <laughs> uh, the best uh, and here I am 37 years old and I'm like oh hey hey Minecraftian that was the guy's name <laughs> you know? yes the best is when you're like you're play- I didn't do much of the playing with uh, people I didn't know online until recently and so it was always like hey Bob hey Steve you know whatever these are people you know yep. and now it's like Hey, uh, little foxy kitty cat, six one seven, and you're like, oh god, help me! <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, and then, like you hear their voices, like I'm like, hey, how do you do X, Y, and Z? Oh well, you just go up here. I'm like, oh my god, I'm talking to my son, you know. And yeah. come, come to find out, uh, <laughs> some comments were made, and I'm like, yeah, guys, I'm probably like older than the both of you combined. Sure enough, one was 15, the other one was 16, I am 37, and I'm just like, oh, Oh, just hanging head in shame. (laughs) Yes, yes. Although they did make me a lot of money in the game, so I'm like, okay, That's that's all that counts. That's all that counts. Yeah, I I forever, uh, when I try to play, like, first-person shooters online, uh, my success with Call of Duty and Destiny online is, like, Terrible. I'm very, very bad at competing with other players. But I always think of there's a scene in a Vince Vaughn movie called The Breakup where he's playing Madden with a 12 year old and he's getting his, his butt kicked and he's just like, you, you have all day to play this game. I'm an adult. Every time I rage quit, I'm just like, I'm Vince Vaughn. I'm an adult. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't lose, I try not to lose my crap over the kids. Um, you know, playing against the kids, I'm fine with that. But uh, I actually lose my crap more playing against my own kids. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. So yeah, I, my but, niece and nephew may enrage me more than like random people. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, the, the random people. Yeah, I'm just like, all right, I'll I'll be nice. I'll be a nice, responsible adult. But my kids, I'm like, yo, you beat me. All right, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Never playing this game. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, and I, uh, I, you were telling me about um, a, a battlefield experience that you had uh, that we kind of we vibed on for a second of like get, getting reintroduced to a game you love. Yeah, it's um, you know it's so Battlefield Four. Of course, I've, I've, I spoke about it in the first podcast. Um, how I, I love the game. I'm always playing it. Um, my little group. We got a group of friends at work <clears throat> that constantly play Battlefield Four, and in fact. Instead of editing this podcast as soon as I get done, I'm sure that one of them was going to call me and be like, yo, let's go play. Um, (laughs) We recently had a new player join our little group. And it immediately brought new life into the game. And and I often, it made me wonder, like, 
how you know with with the, the constant DLC updates, and I don't know if you've you, how much you follow Battlefield, but they just release. Okay, <laughs> well, so they, they're releasing like more and more maps with this very very old game, um, and I understand that. I, I think that uh, Hardline, whatever the, the cops and robbers one, isn't yeah. doing that well. So they're yeah, like, it's a stupid idea. Uh, I, it came out around the same time as Need for Speed Cops and Robbers, whatever that was called. Um, and it, yeah, both of those, I was just like, no. Yeah, I, I, man, I, I played the demo. I tried to be open minded. I enjoyed only one mode out of it. Uh, but um, yeah, no, but, pass on that. But yeah, <laughs> it, that's exactly what it that's is. It's a hard pass. <laughs> That's exactly what it ended up being, but uh, but yeah, so it's crazy, it's crazy. I, but they, you're saying they released new maps with Battlefield Four, and you, you and your dudes, yeah. So, the new oh maps. yeah, let me. I'm sorry, we we kind of segued out into it. I'm sorry about sorry, that. Sorry, yeah, I just need to I need to vent about cops and robbers. <laughs> yeah. So no, um, he joined up and he started playing, and it was one of those moments where like I'm going back in and I'm telling him the little rules and nuances of the game and like being able to experience the game all over again from his point of view and from that it was like oh man this is you know I'm, I'm like getting into it again and like seeing where he's good in the game and you know how our personalities as game players are matching made me want to play the game more and so I just thought that was a, a really neat uh, feeling, and that's I, you know I don't know how many game developers listen to this podcast. Hopefully, all of them, uh, every single one. Yeah, but I checked. Yeah, you know that's that's something <laughs> that they'll they'll think about when they're you know how to prolong a game and uh, introducing DLC, introducing mechanics that would invite new players to come along and stuff like that. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, that is all I have. And we've yep. done it. We've we've now done two podcasts. We have increased our podcasting percentage by a hundred percent. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think we might be legit at this point. <laughs> maybe, maybe we could call the first one a pilot, and now this is like the first real episode of this season. Indeed, podcasting <laughs> podcast season. I like it. Indeed. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, our next podcast. I will not put a date on it just because I don't want to jinx us. But hopefully, Knocking on all of the surfaces around me, none of which are wood. Yeah, I think this is fake wood. I'm, I'm sitting by, <laughs> but yeah, ideally we will uh, get it to you guys much sooner. Um, what I will say is, if you want to drop us a line, you can definitely reach me on Twitter at Tall Gamer T A L L G A M E R, and uh, feel free to reach out. I'm Donald yeah. Harris. Yeah, and I'm Rachel Meyer. You can reach me at at Rachel and. That's A-N-N Meyer on Twitter. Um, or honestly, better way to reach me is Instagram. Go follow my Instagram. I put up gaming stuff. There's lots of pictures of my cat. Um, and my Instagram is going to be at Ray, R-A-Y underscore May, M-E-Y. So go stalk my life mostly, which is my cat. <laughs> All right, guys and girls. Thanks for listening. Bye. I couldn't do it. It's that time again. They up there talking trash. I'm about to get online again. Here come them new crybabies on my headset receiver. Eat them up just like a ghost monster, cause I got that pack